Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. Mental Health Awareness Week is fast approaching and you need a strategy. This week, Paul goes into a few ways we can make Mental Health Awareness Week its best yet. However, don't forget that mental health is a 24-7, 365 conversation and Paul explains why. If you think EveryMind at Work can help your business, then head over to everymindatwork.com. And if you found this episode valuable, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. As ever, enjoy the show. So what we're going to be doing in today's session is having a little look at Mental Health Awareness Week. The 10th to the 16th of May seems like a very, very long time away, but equally it's really important that we proactively get ourselves prepared for this week because it's a really important week when it comes to to mental health conversations and engaging with our employees in that way too. Before we do that, I always kind of like to do this on these webinar sessions. Can you just give me between one to 10, how are you feeling right now? So 10's like the best day ever, like the best day you've ever had. Um, and ones that you're having a very, very sort of bad day. Be as honest as you possibly can. It's really important with these sessions that we kind of find out how everyone's doing. We've got mostly sevens. We've got a couple of threes, 2.5. We've got six, five, eight, seven. I would say I'm probably, I would say a seven right now. I've got a four, five. Okay, cool. So hopefully if you've seen those numbers going in there, there's lots of people that might be feeling the same way that you are right now. And I think it's important to know that you're definitely not alone. And as I always say with this exercise, you know, you could be a three right now and, and then equally at the end of today, you could be back to a seven. You know, mental health is that roller coaster of emotions, you know, and if you are on a, a three or a two, just definitely hold on to that hope that you've got because it can pass and it will pass. And trust me, I've got my own experience of that. And you can go back to those kind of, you know, eights and sevens at any time. Um, it's that roller coaster of emotions and, and we're never going to be a consistent eight, a consistent nine at all times as well. So guys, thank you for joining and, and thank you for being on there as well. So today what we're going to be doing in this session is having a little look at Mental Health Awareness Week, how we can best engage with our employees. And if you stay until the end as well, I'm going to be letting you know a little bit more about how you can get some free comms, some e-posters um, to help you plan ahead. So basically we'll do as much of the work for you guys and I'll give you a little bit more information on that and I'll send that to you if you stay on to the end of this webinar just as a little thank you as well. But the theme for Mental Health Awareness Week this year is nature. Um, and last year, I believe it was kindness, which I really liked. But this year, it is nature. Anyone like that theme? Just, just you know, be as honest as you as you possibly want. Nature is the theme for um, this year's Mental Health Awareness Week. So we've got some thumbs up. We've got love nature. Love it. Um, how long is the webinar? Angela's about half an hour, forty five minutes. Um, love it. So grounded. Really important to me. Great. Um, we've all been stuck inside, so nature's important. Christina's given it one of those. Um, Emma says she's not sure about this one. So, yeah, I think we've got kind of mixed um, mixed views. Suzanne, if you've frozen, um, just try and restart and join back in. Um, it's good because you can build it all around sort of things. Very useful for this year after COVID. Let's get out and enjoy nature. Links well to our step challenges, encouraging people to get outside. Hug a tree. Um, Suzanne, if you were, I'm just going to message you here, Suzanne. 
cool. So links to the five ways of well-being. So nice. Um, good to see you as well, Becky. On there. So there's there's lots of um, you know things that we can do with this theme. And, and to be honest with you, there's definitely mis- mixed opinions of of whether they like it or not. Um, but it's about kind of thinking outside the box a little bit when it comes to the theme. And there's a lot that we can do. And we'll touch on a couple of those in today's session as well. And and when it comes to who I am, just to give you a bit of context, if you've never been on these sessions before, I'm Paul, the founder of EveryMindAtWork.com. And for the past four, I'd say nearly five years now, I've really kind of thrown myself into talking more about mental health, sharing my own personal journey, um, sharing my own personal experiences. Every Mind at Work is a mental health partner for over 100 businesses. We work with companies of all sizes and we help them in terms of their mental health strategy. We send them comms and wellbeing initiatives through every key mental health date. And we're there to support HR um, when it comes to mental health and trying to engage with employees with that. Um, at the same time, we have an app. We, we, we focus focus a lot on data and insight and, and taking the guesswork out of mental health as well. And the reason why I started that company and the reason why I do what I do is, is my own personal experience. You know, I've got personal experience of, of mental health. Um, I go into companies like Lloyd's TSB, Warner Brothers, Ernest & Young, Deloitte, smaller companies as well. And I've shared my experience of sadly losing my dad to suicide when I was when I was 18 years old. And I talk quite openly about that now, but I never talk, talked about that as openly as I do. Um, and the reason why I do that is because I think it's important that we we start to normalize the conversations around mental health and tackle of that stigma. And every time I share my story, that's the hope that I have to just try and help one person. So that's a little bit of context behind who I am. And, and as I say, I'm going to be sharing with you some tips in this webinar today that will hopefully give you a bit more context and a bit more support on how you can help your employees during Mental Health Awareness Week as well. So Mental Health Awareness Week, increased awareness. I've just pulled this from Google Trends. um, And you can see here, I went all the way back, I think it was to 2004. And what Google Trends shows is how in demand, how many times it's being searched for. And you can kind of see from this graphic, I've just screenshotted it, that the increased awareness is growing year after year after year after year. So if you're looking back at 2014, can any of you remember the conversations around mental health in 2014? You know, I lost my dad in 2009 and I remember the conversations around mental health, the awareness, celebrities talking about it was, was, you know, non-existent. There wasn't that much awareness around mental health back then. And we're kind of seeing throughout, you know, the years, the increased awareness of Mental Health Awareness Week in particular. Now, of course, these peaks are, are during the May month. So again, when Mental Health Awareness this week happened here in the UK. But this is definitely positive to see. You know, increased awareness is massively important. But when it comes to um, very little, Debbie says, yeah, there wasn't hardly any conversations around it at all. But when it comes to Mental Health Awareness Week, one of my biggest pet heaves, if if I'm honest with everyone, is let's not make mental health conversations. Let's not make an initiative for mental health. Let's not focus on our employees' mental health just one week of the year, right? Mental health is is a 365-day-a-year conversation. And we haven't almost been educated and conditioned to see it in that way. But when we're looking at an organization of, let's say, 500 people, 500 people all have mental health, right? So just doing something for one week a year is not enough. When you're looking at the statistics, again, you know, how many people are impacted by mental health, especially after the year that we've just had. Equally, when we're looking at the 
the statistics that surround suicide and young people and, and men under 45, you know, suicide is the biggest killer of men under 45. So when we're looking at the severity of mental illness and mental health, if we're just ignoring it throughout the year and then we only send an email out on Mental Health Awareness Week, as an organization, you know, in 2021, we need to rethink our strategy, right? We need to almost say to ourselves, why are we not doing more than this? Why are we not doing enough? Um, so it's really important that awareness is key. This week is a really good opportunity for you to do more, but let's build momentum after Mental Health Awareness Week and try and embed it as part of the day-to-day conversation within the workplace and try and embed it into the culture as well. So with Mental Health Awareness Week, this is like I'm saying to you guys, it's about what can we use, what can we utilize in this week itself but how can we actually pivot from this, push forward from this, gain momentum from Mental Health Awareness We can actually do more throughout the years as well. So um, again, as a speaker for the last four years, I've had companies contact me in January and say, can you come and do a talk on May the 11th? I know why they want me to come in on May the 11th because it's Mental Health Awareness Week, right? And you know, why, why can't I come in next month? You know, get me in as early as possible, guys. No, 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 we want you to come on Mental Health Awareness Week. And, and we want to make sure that we're using this week wisely, but it doesn't become a tick box exercise, right? And I know that's probably, you know, a lot of you want to do that because you're on this webinar today. But it's one thing that I wanted to make clear at the beginning of this session today. And when it comes to the importance of awareness, again, awareness is so key still. There's, there's a big sort of movement, and I'm definitely for it, of, you know, we've had enough awareness now. We need more prevention. We need more intervention and more treatment, which I get and I understand and I believe in massively. But actually, when we're looking at awareness, we still need to increase awareness because we need those conversations around mental health to chip away at the stigma that exists within your organization and within society as a, as a whole. When we're looking at stigma in a business, it's often what companies ignore. They are looking for that tick box, they are looking for that training, they are looking for that tool that makes mental health disappear and they ignore stigma. Very rarely will a training provider or a business like us talk about stigma because we can't promise you that it's going to disappear in a month's time if you implement our, our product, right? But what we're going to do is we're going to work alongside you to chip away at it, chip away at it because that's all we can do when it comes to stigma. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Awareness of mental health allows employees to feel less alone when done correctly. I'll talk about a couple of ways that we can obviously do that um, when we go on to the tips of what you can do to engage with your employees during this time. But awareness allows employees to feel less alone if they're hearing other people talk about mental health. You know, I always talk about my experience of when I went back to work after losing my dad to suicide and, and I felt like I was the only one struggling. So I didn't talk about it. I suffered in silence. And the reason why I didn't talk about it was no one was talking about it. No one was talking about their emotions or how they were feeling or grief. In the workplace, it was very silent. So there I am sitting there saying to myself, I'm the only one, so I'm not going to talk about it. Same with my friends, right? The silence around my friends, none of them were talking about their emotions. So there I was judging myself, feeling like I was the only one. But if one of my friends was quite open about their, their mental health, then I feel less alone and I want to talk about it and I want to engage with it. So awareness really helps people come forward and feel less alone. Education, again, we have a real lack of education around mental health. It helps employees see it in a different way. It shines more importance on mental health as well during this week. And again, that's something that we're going to be talking about. And it could encourage employees to seek help. Think about it. You could send an email, some communications. You could run an initiative during Mental Health Awareness Week and you can get help for one employee. One employee might see that and they say to themselves, I really need to go and get help. 
Now, let's say that employee goes and seeks therapy as an example, starts to feel a little bit better, encourages them to start talking about their own journey and encouraging other people to seek help as well. Your one email, your one initiative that you've done has helped one person, but equally, how many people has it helped around them? How many colleagues has that helped? How many of that person's family, their children, their future grandchildren, whatever it is, you know, we often neglect the importance of just helping one person. And that's really, again, the reason why I do a lot of the work that I do is I just focus on that one person because I know the impact that that can have on it as well. So the work that you can do as HR or an employee or, you know, someone within a business, that the work that you can do during Mental Health Awareness Week can have a massive, profound impact on people and it can encourage them to seek help as well. And when we're looking at stigma, this is what we're doing during Mental Health Awareness Week. We're looking at how do we raise awareness of mental health and tackle that stigma. The effects of stigma are clear to seek. see. You know, we don't seek help because of mental health stigma. We feel very alone. Um, we fear of losing our relationships or our work. You know, let's be honest, how many people would fear that they're going to lose their job if they're honest about their mental health challenges to their manager, to their business? You know, it's it's pretty common. It's very, very common. Fear of losing relationships. I don't want to talk to my wife about how I feel. She's going to judge me. She's going to label me weak, whatever. Like All of these thoughts go through your mind and we don't talk about it because we fear that we're going to lose those relationships. We lose hope. We feel judged. You know, we, we don't seek help. So stigma is clear to see. And, and this is what Mental Health Awareness Week is about, chipping away at it. And looking at the language that we're using in and outside of the workplace. You know, again, this isn't saying that it's bad. We've been conditioned to look at the stigma in this way. You've got nothing to worry about. It's a blip. You're mental man up. You know, these words that we use on a day-to-day -day basis that we've been told are okay to use are very difficult when you're looking at the stigma that surrounds mental health still and the people that obviously suffer in silence because of it and unconsciously the language that we use the lack of education you know our failure to educate ourselves on mental health and mental illness as well leads to the stigma still existing and we want to do as much as we can during this week to tackle that and tap aware of that and I always do this exercise, guys, and I want to do it for you because there might be some new ones on here as well. Be brutally honest. What's the first word that comes to your mind when I say the word mental? Put it in the chat box. What's the first word that comes to your mind when I say the word mental? Does mental health stigma still exist? Crazy, insane, need help. Crazy, crazy, mad, psycho, unstable, bizarre, nutter, lost it. Crazy, 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 mad. So here we are, again, you know, we understand maybe the importance of mental health. We want to encourage our employees to talk about it. But our natural conditioning, our natural education, the way mental health has been perceived throughout our whole life so far has led us all, and I'm the same, I, I label it as crazy, right? It's my natural sort of conditioning. We have all been taught to see mental as crazy. Off your rock is another one, right? You know, all, all of that. So here we are talking about mental health when the first word mental, our first association with that is crazy, is psycho, is mad. And, and that has only come because of the stigma, the lack of education, everything that surrounds mental health. So we have to look at different ways of how we can raise awareness, how we can re-educate people, how we can get them to see it in a different way and how we can then make them not judge themselves or call themselves crazy if they feel like they are struggling with their mental health and they need to do something about it, right? Um, and again, so it's looking at, again, how we've seen mental health in such a long way and how can we use this week to encourage more people to see it in a different way today? 
There's loads of stuff that adds to the stigma, a standard of work expected for everyone, judgment of people using an EAP or in-house counsellors, whatever it is, a lack of openness within the workplace. My biggest pet heave is people saying, we don't have a mental health problem. No one talks about mental health. You know, if all of your employees have mental health and no one's talking about it, then there's a silence there. There's a stigma there that it doesn't mean that you don't have a problem. And we need to sort of look at that as a whole. Unconscious shaming of people struggling with work, you know, fear of job loss, if honest about mental health challenges, there's lots. So this week we want to look at how can we engage with employees and how can we tackle that stigma. So what I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to give you some tips here um, that you can obviously take away. And as I said at the end, I'll, I'll let you know a little bit more about how we can send you some comms, some initiatives during Mental Health Awareness Week as well. Um, at the same time, I'm also going to ask you at the end of this if you've done anything in the past. So any initiatives that you've done in the past in this business or previous businesses. So you might want to just give that a little thought now. Um, you could obviously add it to the chat box if you want to. Um, and we're going to go through that at the end because I think it's important that it's not just me talking to you guys um you know it's more about you sharing ideas that you've used in the past so other people can take inspiration from that as well um emily says lots of worries about the source of stress being work worries of speaking to directors about this yeah and again when you're looking at stigma there's this almost are we going to open up a can of worms if we do something for mental health right if we do something for mental health awareness week are we going to open up a can of worms are we going to trigger people are we going to make an issue happen you know that's again real misunderstanding lack of education an older way of looking at it you know it doesn't cause an issue to happen you know, ignoring it and then waiting until an issue arises and then reacting to a crisis is actually, you know, more difficult to deal with. So it, there's lots of, again, directors will see it in maybe different ways to use it, but it's about tackling those norms and educating people in a different way. So in terms of the tips that you guys can use to engage with employees during Mental Health Awareness Week, um, get employees involved. So when we're looking at this, and we've done lots of research on this, we have something called the Every Mind Champion course, which again, if you want access to, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to sort of you know give you some access to that. It's a free course that we're actually delivering. But what we do with some of our clients is actually then we help them with monthly sessions for their champions and embedding those champions into the business, making sure they're supported, making sure they're getting more involved. But as an organization, the way we actually sort of change culture is, is it doesn't always have to come from HR, right? When it just comes from HR and the business, it's one dimensional. Some people don't really trust it as much. Some people don't want to get engaged because again, the stigma that surrounds it. But actually when we're looking at this, if we have other employees that are driving mental health, driving the conversations forward, helping you get involved within the organization, we can start to tackle that stigma. We can start to move the conversations along. So during Mental Health Awareness Week, do you have any employees that want to personally help you with the organization of Mental Health Awareness Week? Do you have a forum of people that are interested in well-being and mental health? Do you have mental health first aiders? Do you have champions in the business? Get them together, start brainstorming some ideas and help them, um, get them to help you push this agenda during Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, encourage employees to bring their hobbies to work as well. Again, I've seen many organizations do this where instead of using like external providers all the time, they might encourage employees to actually bring a hobby to work. And what that simply means is if I'm really interested in running, you know, let's say in a, in a good, and when we're back to the office, 
I might then start a running group on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I might say to people, you know, I'm always going to go for a run. Do you want to come and join me? Lunchtime, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, I am an employee managing that initiative. And before I know it, I could have 10, 15 employees out for a run with me every lunchtime. And then maybe I'm encouraging conversations of mental health as part of that. And it's a good tool for them to use too. If I'm amazing at yoga, which I'm definitely not, guys, just putting it out there, I might want to do a live yoga session for my employees, for my colleagues. You know, if I'm into music, encourage them to do something for their employees if they want to as well. Could be a cooking session, you know. I've seen some employers that encourage their employees that are really good at cooking to do like a live cooking session with some of their team. There's so much that you can do if you encourage employees to get involved. Doesn't always have to be your ideas, doesn't always have to be coming straight from HR and from the business. There's other ways that you you can get employees involved and don't shy away from that too. Um, and would an employee be open to sharing their own story or their own personal experience as part of Mental Health Awareness Week? So I've seen there's quite a few that's come into the chat box, which I'll go through. But Wendy said this, as soon as I was about to talk about this, um, Wendy said, we have shared personal stories that has a real positive impact. I stand by this. Everything that we do at Every Mind at Work has some personal experience element to it, whether it's me talking about my story, you know, in the app itself, we've got many personal stories, many personal experiences, whether it's, you know, different types of, um, you know, disorders that people have experienced or grief, you know, there, there's so much personal experience as part of it because I think with mental health, we do lack that human side to it. You know, when we look at it to, um, you know, when we can't connect with it, when we can't relate to it, we often shy away from it so personal experiences and personal stories are really really impactful and to give you an example of that i did a talk for mercer the company mercer in in, in um it was in London. This is just before the pandemic, actually. And I, I shared my story and there was about maybe 100 people in the room. And, and you know, I can always, when you're sharing personal experience, there's always an impact, right? There's always someone that can relate to it. There's maybe people that are now having conversations around it. But then after me sharing my story, I facilitated a panel of five um, employees and these five employees of Mercer all stood up and they shared their story. You know, one spoke about his battles of depression. One spoke about, you know, these battles of grief and losing people in his life and really getting to some sort of dark times in his life. Another spoke about his um, experience with, you know, anxiety. And you saw, I saw the shock in the room, right? Because these are colleagues that they work with every single day that maybe they sit with in the canteen and they had no idea, like literally no idea that this is what an employee was, was, was personally dealing with. And the impact that those personal experiences had on those employees in that room and then potentially the conversations that happened after that were clear to see you know, CEOs standing up and sharing their own personal experience. And it doesn't have to be, you know, standing up in front of loads of people. It could be someone sharing a blog post or it could be part of an email communication that you put out. You know, again, one of the other clients that we're working with, um, Waze, we're actually hosting a session which we're having a couple of their employees talk about times where they've had to be resilient and what the last year has been for them. And again, we're facilitating that, we're managing that, but we're encouraging employees to talk about their own journeys because, Getting them to share their own stories is, is massively important. It, it sort of tackles that stigma and it encourages conversations and a lot more too. Um, so again, I think that's a really, really sort of important way of looking at it is, is get them engaged as much as you possibly can. Guys, I'm going to come back to um, some of these questions and some of these points at the end. There's lots coming in. Keep them coming in. Ideas that you've got and I'm going to go through them. The second tip is to keep it simple. Whenever we're looking at mental health initiatives, and maybe I shouldn't say this, um, 
but we're always looking at at all. We're always looking at something, right? And I talk very much about let's stop focusing on the what and let's start focusing on the why. And what that means is if I say to you, what do you have in the business to support your employees' mental health? People will tend to start listing off the stuff that they've done. Oh, we've got an EAP. Oh, we've got 10 mental health first aiders. Oh, we had a session with someone, you know, a couple of weeks ago on um, financial well-being. Oh, um, you know, we do this. And then when you say why, that's when they lack, you know, any kind of, oh, I, you know, because because we do. Like, you know, we've got an EAP, we've got mental health first aiders, you know, we, we've, we've just got it. And the why is so important that's often neglected. And that's something that we make sure we do with every client that we work with is we look at strategy. We look at how do we implement this? Because this is massively important. We need to have some strategy. We need to have a why behind the what, because otherwise we're just paying money. We're just investing in stuff. We're spending time. And actually, we'll look back on this in a couple of years time and say, we actually haven't tackled the stigma. We actually haven't moved the needle. We need to do more about that. So focusing on the why is really important. And when we're focusing on the why, we actually can see that there's there's more simple initiatives that you could start to look at. So research has shown that employees feeling valued and supported by their organization has a positive impact on their mental health. So can you use this week for recognition and praise? Um, Again, I was personally involved in an awards for a company, a company called Hawley. I, I judged and then I um, hosted the awards ceremony all on Zoom, wearing a, black, a tuxedo, um, only top up. You know, I did wear jogging bottoms on the bottom down. But I was wearing a tuxedo, bow tie, and I hosted this um, award ceremony with their um, managing partner. And it was just amazing to see that recognition, that praise after a really difficult year, especially within that industry. And, and again, I heard the kind of conversations that happened after that were remarkable, right? So it's about, can we use this, this week to almost create some recognition and praise for our employees? Um, especially during this difficult time as well. If we can help our employees feel valued and supported by the organization, it will have a massive impact on them as well. Could you offer a self-care day or a duvet day as part of Mental Health Awareness Week? Again, lots more companies are doing this. So Channel 4 did something where they just like let everyone have a day off and go home and sit so, like Channel 4 is out for the day. Um, and, and again, you know, could you implement something like that during Mental Health Awareness Week too? Could you encourage team bonding activities? We recently, for our, our small team, we did a Play-Doh um, Zoom call. So um, we sent all of our employees Play-Doh. This was for International Fun at Work Day. Um, and then we set everyone challenges of like making every mind at work mascot. Um, I think James set everyone the challenge of make Paul um, in Play-Doh, which wasn't very good to see. Um, you know, make make a, a garden scene out of Play-Doh. And it was actually really fun. Like I was quite skeptical, but it was actually really fun. And and those kind of, you know, days and those team bonding activities don't cost a lot. They're not difficult to do um, but often we over ne we neglect them because we're looking at that next shiny object that's going to sort of you know tackle stigma and tackle mental health could you send employees a self-care box lots of clients and i've seen lots of companies do this where they'll send employees you know a small box of maybe something to do with self-care or it could be a book or it could be you know something that a healthy treat whatever it is you know just another way of encouraging that conversation in a different way rather than just sending them an email and also with the link to nature, could you encourage employees to share photos of their favorite places? Could you encourage employees to go for walks and take photos and share their walks on there? Could you encourage employees to like find like their favorite plant and share that as part of um you know a sort of team engagement exercise or their gardens, whatever it is. You know, not everyone's gonna want to get involved and engaged in that, but there's so many ways to keep it simple. Keeping it simple is sometimes, as I say, something that we often overlook. 
Um, and it's really, really important to look at that too. Loving the engagement in the chat box as well, guys, just putting it out there. Create a week-long challenge. So Mental Health Awareness Week, you've got the whole week. Challenges are a softer way of engaging with employees. Just give me, um, actually don't do this because it's going to um, bombard the chat box. Um, but have you, just think it in your head, have you got employees in your business that you know aren't going to engage in Mental Health Awareness Week, right? There's probably some employees that you just know off the top of your head, we're not going to be able to get engagement from them. And, and when we're sometimes always labeling initiatives and conversations and communications around mental health will only attract maybe a certain cohort of the of the business so challenges are actually a a key way of um of looking at how do we engage with more employees so those that shy away from mental health so if we was to say right we're doing a mental health webinar um it's free to attend come and join I can almost guarantee you that you're going to have some people that will shy away from that purely because of the word mental health. And that's the reality of stigma. That's the reality of, of the education that we've got. So actually, if we were to say, right, we're going to do a, um, a walk-in challenge from Monday to Friday, you know, who can do the most steps between now and Friday, you know, a bit of friendly competition, whatever it's going to be, or um, maybe it's as an organization, let's walk from here to there. So let's like accumulate all of our steps up. This is the challenge that we're going to do for this week. And we're going to set up a challenge. Now, what happens with these challenges is it engages different people because people are going to say like, yeah, I want to get involved in that challenge. That sounds you know, like a bit of competition. I want to get involved in that. But then what we're actually going to do, as you can see from the last point here, is we're going to embed mental health conversations and communications as part of that week-long challenge to encourage awareness. So we get them in because of a walking challenge. And as part of that walking challenge where people are engaged, people are sort of, you know, doing it, we then start to encourage and softly promote conversations around mental health as well. Um, and again, with the theme being nature, there's so much that you can do from this. Challenge employees to step outside their comfort zone as well. Other challenges that you could obviously do. Um, incentivize with prizes, friendly competitions, doing teams. Um, challenges are a really, really good way of, of sort of um, making this happen. Um, we're doing one as well. No worries, Amy, we'll be sending a replay out as well. And um, we'll be sending, um, we're doing a challenge as well. I think it's 300,000 steps during the month. So again, just these kind of challenges are really important. So that's another tip for you guys. Create a week-long challenge that you run through Mental Health Awareness Week. It's another way of engaging with people, especially if they don't want to talk about mental health. Tip number four, use the week to organize training and sessions for your employees. So could you book in a guest speaker to deliver an online session on the importance of mental health? Um, you know, could it be someone that comes in externally and talks about mental health? Is it someone who comes in and speaks about a specific subject? So again, could you organize various sessions throughout the week looking at different topics? So one could be on self-belief, one could be on connections, one could be on work-life balance, you know, one could be on physical health, one could be on financial well-being. Depends on how much you want to plan, but I know many organizations that use this week almost as like a calendar. You know, in the morning, we're doing a yoga session. In the afternoon, we've got a guest speaker coming in to talk about his experience of mental health. Um, Tuesday morning, we're going to do a walk and talk. So everyone's going to go out, have a walk. Um, we're going to be on Zoom, whatever it is, and we're going to do a walk and talk session. 11 a.m. we're then going to do a, a live um, coffee morning like so you kind of like mapping out the day and you're almost making it like a mini festival right um, again depends on how much you want to do during the week but focusing on different topics throughout the week is as again a way of sort of bringing mental health to the forefront 
And that's one thing that we really focus on again, because, you know, when we're looking at mental health, there's so many different areas of mental health that we often neglect. You know, when we're looking at physical health, we naturally break down physical health into various different areas. But when we look at mental health, we see it as just mental health, right? And we can just improve mental health. But actually, mental health is self-belief. It is um, resilience. It is physical health, you know, and, and the impacts of that. It is self-belief and confidence and motivation and connections and everything else. It is financial well-being. So there's more that we can do around well-being that can encourage people to have more conversations around mental health as well. Um, could you deliver some mental health training um, for managers during the week or resilience training during the week? We're doing a lot of resilience training and management training during the, the week of Mental Health Awareness Week too. You know, just almost like using that week as a, as a pivot to this is where we're going to start um, to start, you know, implementing some training. Could it be a virtual coffee morning? Again, a simple way, a virtual coffee morning, a session that you can obviously run. There's so much that obviously you could do. With the virtual coffee morning, the tip that I would give is, is all you need to know is a couple of icebreakers. So just write down a couple of icebreakers of how you're gonna get people to talk. It's nothing more awkward than a coffee morning that no one's talking. Um, and then also how you're going to open it and how you're going to close it. The rest almost takes care of itself. So again, if you want some more help on that too, then, then just shout. But there's so much that we can do. Um, I don't want to bombard you with too much. I'm going to, I'm going to bring this all together in just a minute and take some more um, of your advice. I'll send you the slides as well, Julia, no problem at all. And then the final one, before I come to some of your ideas, focus on your communications. There's a really good quote, and I can't remember. It wasn't a quote, just someone said it. HR in particular have this fear that they're over-communicating. And, and someone said to me, um, you can never over-communicate. Now, some people might not agree with that. But when it comes to mental health in particular, what you're typically not going to get is a lot of engagement. So um, what I mean by that is if I send out some communications about mental health, like I'm not expecting every employee to come back and say, this was amazing. Because again, we're dealing with stigma. But when I send a communication out, if that communication can encourage one person, two people, three people, whatever, to actually go and take action on that or to do something about their mental health during this week or beyond or seek help or hear someone's story in that communication and then feel less alone, you know, that is so impactful. So when it comes to communications, especially during this week, this is almost like your excuse to over-communicate. It's mental health awareness, but we've got to start sending some more stuff. So use this week as a way of over-communicating to employees on the importance of mental health. Um, think about how you can best communicate to employees as well so is email the only way for a lot of organizations you know especially if it's not an office-based business a work you know a sort of desk-based um in, an employee that works behind a, a computer for example if someone's always on the go you know what's the best way of communicating to them is it email is is it managers can we get managers involved in this you know early on so they can encourage conversations is it posters that we put up in stores or whatever it is depending on your business think about the communication strategy for mental health awareness week because again you can have amazing communications but if no one's seeing it no one's reading it no one's having visibility of it then you know it's kind of a waste of time so think about the best way to communicate with your employees make your communications um two-way so encourage engagement, get employees involved, as we've said, you know, get people to share their story. One of the things that we do um, in a way, I know there's so many, Marion, I'm gonna, we're gonna put this out. We'll put all of these suggestions together and we'll share them as well. Um, no one, no one likes my tips. Everyone likes everyone else's tips. I'm joking. So one of the things that we do with the app as well is, is the app that we have, we have people's personal experiences on there. So employees that want to share their story, we can build it into the app 
purely for that one organization. Um, and, and again, that's a really good way of driving engagement because hearing from colleagues, hearing their own experiences does encourage other people to engage. It does encourage people to reply as well, like to say, oh, wow, that was a great story. Thanks to Stacey for sharing that story or whoever it is. You know, definitely getting employees involved um, with those communications is important. And plan ahead. You know, you won't have the same impact from Mental Health Awareness Week if you just grab some images from Google the night before. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure many people have done that and that's okay, but sometimes you're so busy, you'll look at your calendar and you'll say, oh no, Mental Health Awareness Week is next week, what are we going to do? You're rallying around, you're grabbing stuff, you're trying to vet it to make sure it's okay, you're putting stuff together and you don't really kind of know the importance of it. So I'm glad that you've all taken this webinar because you're planning ahead. Um, so, so really it's kind of important to, to kind of know uh, that if you do want some free comms, some e-posters, some ideas for Mental Health Awareness Week, just before this webinar, I got off a call with my team and it's, it's going to be good um, in terms of what we're doing. There's, there's so much that we're going to be putting together. So we're literally going to be mapping out daily emails for anyone that they can obviously grab, tailor to their business and then share. We're going to be mapping out um, images. We're going to be mapping out posters and mini guides that you can include during these communications as well. So if you do want these to be sent to you we're working on these now we're going to get them to you two to three weeks before mental health awareness week so you've got kind of plenty of time to sort of you know get it prepared and get it in there um just send me an email send me an email now guys go to your your mail client on your phone or whatever on your laptop and just email me paul at everymindatwork.com um, I'm going to put it there now. All you need to do in the subject line or whatever is just like be, be as rude as you possibly want. Send me comms, just just whatever. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to filter everyone in to a folder on my email and I'm going to make sure that I message everyone individually with a link to these comms um, when they're ready. And like I said, we're bringing in the nature theme. We're doing it in a way that actually looks at mental health um, but brings in the nature theme. I don't want to give too much away, um, but it's looking at the key parts of mental health, how we can encourage employees to look at their own mental health and how they can understand the importance of it throughout the week. And again, like I say, we'll lay out the communications there for you if you need it. So if you want, you can just copy, paste, send. It's going to be as easy as that. But at the same time, um, if you do want to tweak it specific for your business, then you can do so as well. Um, and again, as, a, as an organization, when it comes to every mind at work, um, that's typically what we do, guys. You know, we're a mental health partner for over 100 companies. We help them in different ways, whether it's training, um, resilience training, whether it's my, my, my watch is beeping a lot, guys. So I appreciate everyone emailing me. Um, whether it's resilience training, whether it's me coming in and delivering a talk, delivering a webinar for, you, for your employees on mental health, sharing my story, talking about the importance of it, how can you support yourself, how can you support others, um, whether it's the app that we have, the dashboard where you can gain some insight and data in terms of how employees are feeling and how you can help with them. Our key focus as a business is we have to be your strategic partner. We want to save you time as HR. We want to help your employees as much as we possibly can. And there's so many different ways that we do that. So guys, if you do want to find out a little bit more about that as well, I'm open to sort of having a discussion. Um, drop me an email. I'm happy to chat a little bit more about that as well. So like I say, we do interactive webinars, online courses, resilience training. We do webinars on sleep, mindfulness. There's so much that we do, but really it's about strategic approach for a business, making sure that what we do is actually going to help you, actually going to help your employees. Um, and, and really, you know, we're, we're trying to move away from, as I say, those tick box exercises that don't have any impact, that then mean you're back to square one, trying to find the next solution. We're there to help you as much as you possibly need us to as well. 
Emily says, please can you explain what your champion course involves? It's an online course that basically looks at how you can support yourself, how we can tackle stigma in the workplace, how we can support others. You know, when it comes to how do I have conversations with people? How do I know where my responsibility ends? Um, and then how can I be a champion myself within the business? So even if I'm not HR, even if I'm not, you know, uh, a senior manager, anyone can take this champion course and they'll have some ideas of how they can be a champion in the in the workplace. Um, Sam's actually sent a link to it, which is great. Um, so that's the Everyman Champion course. Feel free to sign up to that for free. It's a free course. And like I say, with our, with our clients in particular, for some of them, we also manage those champions, make sure they're supported, make sure they're encouraged to do more within the workplace. Um, so it's a free course that, that I deliver online. You can do it in your own time. And, and Sam, thank you for putting that in there. Um, Sam has put in the link that if you do want to sign up for free you can just go there as well cool so um what have you done for previous mental health awareness weeks pop it in the chat so there's so much that has already come in and i'm probably going to butcher um a lot of this because there's so much so i apologize if i'm going to miss some really really good ones um i saw a lot of people talking about sort of tea and talks which is a really really good way um going up going up going up going up there are lots of ostriches in management roles, bury their heads in the sand, pretend it never happened, sad but true. Debbie, I can relate to that. We have a network called Healthy Minds, and during this week, we are posting daily resources, events and hints, tips every day on the internet. Good stuff, Joe. So like consistent sort of communications during that sort of week and, and using your network to kind of um, do that as well. Rebecca says we ran a time to talk day a few months ago when there was a national event. Employees came along and just talked and shared about how they felt during the pandemic. It worked really well and we are using the same format again for Stress Awareness Month. Love that. And um, whenever we do um, like tea and talk days or coffee mornings or even online sessions, we always use, and if you've been on my webinars, you've probably seen it, we use like an anonymous polling software that basically shows live results during that session. Um, and it's a really good way of encouraging more conversations anonymously because it is anonymous they just do it on their phone um and and again when you're doing tea and talks or any kind of sessions having that almost anonymous polling is a really good way of encouraging conversations too so i thought i'd just share that tip i have employees sharing their hobbies in mental health awareness week is going to be fun love that jane um Suzanne says, we constantly share information and do wellbeing meetings refer to counselors we have 25 mental health first aiders to share support love that um Julie, which says, my issue is that when you try and have a debate about mental health and other issues at work, people do not engage. Why is a mystery, stigma, fear? I'm not HR or a people manager. I'm just a fan of sharing and speaking up. Julie, yeah, it is stigma, it's fear. And fear is very related to stigma, right? When we fear something, the, you know, the stigma exists. We suffer in silence because of it. So a lot of that is, as you say, you know, the fact that mental is the first association with that is crazy, psycho. So, so actually, you know, when we're trying to encourage conversations around mental health, lots of people won't engage, which is why building it into challenges and other, other ways of doing so is a good way of doing it. Um, I run weekly mindfulness sessions over a year now, numbers are growing. Joe, I love that. Um, cool, I'm just going through some of these. We have Meditation Thursdays, it's been so successful. We have a wise and well associate lead team made up of various associates across the business where we do several different projects across the year. We have team channels dedicated to well-being, exercise, parenting, mental health, gardening, cookery, etc. I love that. Um, and Rebecca says she's setting that up too. I'm sole HR in a very small manufacturing company. It's really hard to engage with employees. Yeah, 100%. Well, you know, we work with a couple of clients in the manufacturing industry and it's so hard to engage with them. You almost have to engage with them in very different ways. Um, if you do want some tips on that, like, like I say, just drop me an email and I'm happy to share some of that. 
we shared personal stories last year. It felt like a sea change for us, massive impact. Yeah, stand by it. And just quickly on that, guys, like I am very vocal about my dad's story, my journey of mental health, so much so that obviously, you know, I do this for a living and I can deliver a session. I can stand up in front of people and talk very openly about it. But what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, it took me six years to talk to one person and that one person was a therapist, right? Um, and then it took me a year after that to be quite open to my friends and my family. Um, and then actually when I started to talk more openly and more publicly about my dad's suicide and my journey, it started with actually a blog post where I could just hide behind the keyboard and just write. So I would just write how I was feeling and I posted it on a blog. Then it become like an image with a, a small caption of, of how I felt because of that image. Then it turned into video. Then it turned into public speaking and so on and so on and so on. So actually when we're looking at encouraging employees to do the same, we have to look at that in the same way. You know, to get an employee to like stand or, or sit on a, a live webinar for all of your employees and share their story quite openly is quite a difficult thing to ask them. But actually saying to them, would you mind just writing down a couple of paragraphs about an experience that you've had because of mental health? We'd love to include your name, but if you want to remain anonymous, we can do so. But it'd be great to hear your own story of potentially how the last year has impacted you or a story of, of how mental health has impacted you and then sharing that out. So encouraging them to do it in a different way. But like a couple of you have said, and like I've said, it, it works so, so well. So we need to encourage them in different ways. Um, so there's lots in here, guys. And what I'm thinking as well, because I'm conscious of time, is we put these together potentially and we can share these out for a lot of you as well. So we'll share these out. Um, so we've got some more options here and there's so many more tips as well. Cool. Guys, have you got any questions? I want to get some questions as well from you. Do you have any questions at all that you want to ask? How do I engage mostly older male manufacturing employees? All right, here we go. Love this question. Men, and I can say this because I'm a man. Men do not like talking about their emotions, right? Um, equally, when you're looking at the construction industry, when you're looking at manufacturing, the construction industry, we work with a company called Weights. Um, you know, we're mental health partner for a company called Weights. Now, when you're looking at a construction industry, I know how difficult and how brutal it is in terms of the suicide rates. You know, there's a statistic, I'm not going to get it right, but it's like, if you're a man, you're three times more likely to die by suicide than if you're a woman. But if you're a man in construction, I think it's like eight times more likely. Um, and again, you know, when you're looking at that environment of the construction industry, manufacturing or whatever, it's quite male dominant. And typically what we've found from research with male suicide being so high, is men don't like talking about their emotions, but equally men are hesitant to talk to other men about their emotions. There's a survey in the US, I think it was, where they asked men who would they talk to about their emotions. And I think like their friends and colleagues was like number four on the list. I think like their barber was number one or, or something along those lines or a stranger after a couple of drinks on a weekend. So men do not like talking to other men. Now, when you're looking at also the generational impact of mental health. When you're looking at older men of a certain demographic, they have been educated and conditioned to see mental health in a very, very different way to potentially the generations that are up and coming. 
So older men are very difficult to engage with. So with that, again, I would come back to try and engage with them in a different way. Don't make it obvious that you're talking about mental health. There's a charity that does this very well, um, Calm, Campaign Against Living Miserably. They use celebrities, they use boxers, they use, um, you know, people that men will look up to and admire to then talk very openly about mental health and their own journey and their own story. So what I would say to that is try and put on some initiatives, some engagement that you do that isn't directly talking about mental health, but gets them together and encourages conversations in very different ways. Um, with that as well, if you want to reach out, I'm happy to. Um, one thing that I've always found is I have a certain way of getting guys to potentially open up and that's because maybe they can relate to me i don't exactly know but again if you want me to potentially come in do a talk or whatever um we can talk about that i'm happy to do that as well it's about trying to encourage them to to see mental health in a very different way actually it's strong it's powerful that as a man we can be vulnerable rather than it's weak and we need to shy away from it as well um how do you approach a fellow colleague who is in distress um, difficult question, George, because every conversation, every situation is different and I can only share on personal experience. But I always used to, I always stick by ask, listen, signpost. If you want to take the champion course, it goes into more detail. But ask, listen, signpost is what I always remember. Asking is noticing behavior changes. Obviously, as you've seen, someone's in distress. Asking is asking twice. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just that I've noticed that, you know, you've sort of been withdrawing yourself from the team meetings recently. I might be overthinking it, but I'm just checking in. Are you, are you okay? The second question gives that person more time. It shows them that you care. It shows them compassion. And then they might start opening up to you. Then it's listening, 100% listening, no judgments of that person. But then more importantly, signposting. It isn't ask, listen, solve, which is what we'll typically want to do. We want to solve that person's problems for them. I did that with my dad. Ask, listen, signpost. I've asked, I've listened, I've done all that I possibly can within my experience, within my skill set. Now I need to make sure that I signpost this person to someone that can help, to a hotline, to a service internally, an employee assistance program, mental health first aiders, HR, whatever it is. I need to know where I can signpost them to. So, um, George, if you want to find out more about that, the champion course goes into a bit more about that. But ask, listen, signpost is what I would um, remember. No worries, Debbie. Um, Rebecca, two construction workers complete suicide every working day. Yeah, it's shocking. It really is. Any ideas for Mental Health Awareness Week, particularly for schools? No budget for it, very limited time. Any bite-sized ideas? Laura, I would try and get um, teachers or anyone who wants to get involved in it to, to drive that. So again, getting them to potentially come up with ideas, put it out there as early as possible, get them to do it because you're obviously, you know, you haven't got a lot of time to do this. So getting them to set up certain days throughout, throughout the week. Um, again, keeping it simple, like we sort of spoke about then, is, is a really sort of easy way of looking at it too. Um, and again, like I say, Laura, I'm happy to send you comms that you can sort of send out because if you haven't got a lot of time, a lot of budget, we'll kind of take care of that for you during these comms. Um, some employees are concerned about the possibility of returning to work. How can we ease their concern stress during this time? Again, so many questions around this from a lot of our clients. Everyone's different. It, it's about being as flexible and as, as individual as you possibly can. Um, noticing that some people will be raring to get back to the workplace and others won't. So just being as flexible, as transparent as you possibly can is what we've seen to be good. Um, CALM stands for Campaign Against Living Miserably. Any tips for encouraging employees to reach out to mental health first aiders when they're struggling? I think with that, Chloe, it's potentially creating some context around the mental health first aiders. 
So could you get them to share a little bit about why they're mental health first aiders? So then I can maybe say, oh, I can really relate to George. I want to talk to George. I want to reach out to George. So I'm encouraging that. What I found is if I stand in front of a, an, a employees and I say, does anyone want to talk to me? No one does. But actually when I then stand there, talk about my story, be vulnerable, open up, by the end of it, I've normally got people, you know, four, five, 10, however many people wanting to ask questions and wanting to share back. So with mental health first aiders, it's the same. Why are they a mental health first aider? Is there any reason why? Are they willing to talk a little bit more about that? And then can that encourage conversations back? Um, and equally, Chloe, with mental health first aiders, there's a lot of signposting to them, but we don't actually tackle the stigma around it. Just because someone's a mental health first aider does not eradicate the fact that there's stigma in the workplace and that person feels judged to talk to them. So just because I've done a two-day course, someone in my team does not now feel like, okay, I can go and talk to Paul. He's not going to judge me. There's still that stigma that exists. So we need to look at tackling the stigma as well before we encourage more people to talk to mental health first aiders. Um, cool, cool, cool. I like the idea of getting someone to talk about their mental health experiences, just worried about any negative I like the idea of getting someone to talk about their mental health experiences, just worried about any negative repercussions, anything to be aware of, or am I being overcautious? Karen, definitely potentially put a trigger warning out there, depending on the story. If you do want some advice on that, happy to give that. Trigger warning, you know, whenever I talk about my dad's suicide, I never talk about methods as an example. You know, there is some really good guidance out there on the Minds website and Samaritan's website and how we can talk quite safely about mental health. Um, at the same time, I would just make sure that that person sharing their story is almost equipped to be able to do so because in return they might get people sort of um, speaking back to them so just making sure that's clear with the person are you sure you're okay with this if people ask you questions are you going to be okay with that just making sure they're aware of those potential um, you know the impact that that's potentially going to have as well but yeah Karen is that balance you know sometimes we're overcautious and then we say well we're not going to do it it's too much to be worried about I would push through that just make sure we're doing it in a safe way knowing that that person sharing the story is equipped and ready um, and that's the, the key things to sort of look out for as well um, guys, I'm really conscious of time and there's so many amazing questions coming in as well and so much great feedback um, coming in. So guys, if there's no more questions, just really want to sort of, again, say that we're going to put a lot of this together. We can save the chat from this. Um, do drop me an email, paul at everymindatwork.com. I'm going to just open it up here to get the free comms. Email me, paul at everymindatwork.com. Um, if you do want to find out more about Everymind, how we can support you, if you're looking for potentially um, me to come in and do a session with your employees or resilience training, whatever it is that you're looking for, if you need some support on what do we want, like because again, that's a big question. What should we be doing as a business? I'm happy to sort of you know share some strategies with you as well. Um, these monthly sessions will be happening every first Wednesday. I think I might have got that wrong. Let me just check. Is it the first Wednesday or the second Wednesday? Um, it's the first Wednesday, every first Wednesday um, of the month. So once you've signed up for one, we'll remind you of the next session. There'll be new topics. We're going to be getting guest speakers on as well. So um, join these sessions every first Wednesday at 1 p.m. And, and once again, guys, if you do want to connect with me, whether it's on LinkedIn, drop me an email, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you're into nowadays, um, feel free to, to connect with me. Happy to sort of, you know, chat and, and give you some more advice for free as well. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate it. Like I say, drop me a message if you do want these comms with send them to you a couple of weeks in advance before mental health awareness week so you're all ready enjoy the rest of your day um, and i'll speak to you all very very soon all right bye